DW. The 77%. Hello and a very warm welcome to the 77%, a show that touches on stories concerning young people across the African continent. Your host today is Mijin Nyinge in Bonn, Germany. Artificial intelligence. Is it beneficial to mankind or do you foresee it causing trouble, especially pushing people out of their jobs? I think it will create more jobs. If you are producing biscuits, and you think you need a machine that will do the mixing, that will do everything for you. You still need a human being to do that maintenance. In a country like Ghana, we are already battling with unemployment. So these are some of the reasons why when I hear AI, then I'm crying for the future. Millions of people around the world, including me, have similar fears as that lady in Ghana. But are our fears valid? And how should we prepare for this new world technology? DW's Maxwell Souk and his panel in Tamale, Northern Ghana, will be having a comprehensive conversation on that. We will also hear from young South Africans what they think of AI and from an expert who will dig deep into the future of AI in Africa. Your view is equally important and on our Facebook page, DW Africa, we are asking, has artificial intelligence or AI come to help people work more accurately or take their jobs? Musa Kamara in Sierra Leone says AI is here to simplify things. Jobs that need to be done by humans will still exist. Peter Bears in South Africa says many will lose jobs, especially what is deemed professional jobs like doctors, accountants, and so on. He goes on to say, I already had chat GBT write report for me in minutes that would take days to complete. Thanks a lot for all your comments. Continue with the discussion on our Facebook page, DW African. Throughout history, we've seen machines being created that are more affordable, quick, and efficient than humans. Automation has become the order of the day because of technology. But now we are facing a totally new technology, artificial intelligence. Here, it is not the physical work that is being automated, but the thinking work. Jobs that many thought only humans could do. And now the big question is, are our jobs secure or we risk being replaced by AI? DW's Maxwell Souk and Hispano in Tamale, Northern Ghana, are ready to take up the discussion. Thanks a lot, Jane. In studio, I am joined by Joseph Aswik, a master's student studying intelligence tutoring system and aspects of AI, Felix Osei-Tutu, a computer programmer, Mary Apasinurum, who just feared the mention of AI. Last but not the least, I have Juliet Bonjak. Juliet is someone who is opposing the idea of this in our work environment. Let me start by you, Juliet. What do you think when you hear AI be mentioned? I believe the introduction of AI can lead to loss of jobs. The reason for me saying this is because um, whatever human beings used to do, it can be done by AI. So I believe it can lead to loss of jobs. I will come back to you, but let me go to Felix. You've heard Juliet. I strongly disagree. I think it will create more jobs. Because I have seen places AIs are introduced and there are more jobs created. And if you take a robot and you need someone 
you might need about 10 people to work on the head. You might need other people to work on the arms. You might need other people to work on the body. So it's rather create small job. It's about changing the view of work. Changing the view of work. Mary, I'm coming to you. What do you think when you hear the mention of AI? Julian spoke about lots of jobs. So let's take an old man who is a security man by a shop at night. AI comes in with security cameras. That fellow is losing the job. Let me take in the health sector. When you come to the hospital, some people actually die, not because of the sickness, but because of what they are thinking about. Human beings, we need that touch, as in that sympathy from someone. So if a machine is coming to do that work, okay, a machine is coming to take someone's sample. As a lab, lab scientist, I'm speaking from that aspect. The fellow is just going to sit there looking at the machine to do that. That physical touch from human beings is lost due to AI. These are some of the reasons why when I hear AI, then I'm crying for the future. Crying for the future. You may be right. Felix is shaking his head. Do you, do you disagree? Yes. You know, she mentioned of the health system. Now, in the health industry, the first software to be developed for health was developed by someone whose daughter died out of misdiagnose. I want to bring it to our level. Malaria and typhoid have the same symptoms when you are looking at it. Doctors might have diagnosed people with typhoid as malaria in the previous days. Now, lab technologies have come in. You take your sample. Have you been to a hospital where the doctor has pricked or a nurse has pricked a child more than six times only to find a vein? These are questions you put in your mind. It doesn't take the nurse out. The AI system, which puts the child's hands there and be able to identify where the exact spot is for the nurse to prick so that that child does not go through the pain of try and error of taking a sample, is removed. Joseph, how realistic are these advancements, the fear and all that they have? AI at the moment is not entirely taking off people's work. It is rather developed with the intention to augment people's work. That is to help people do their work well and accurately. And so when you talk about what happens in the hospitals, like the diagnosis, the surgeries and other things, we're not moving to an era whereby the doctors don't have to cut you. It's a system that is set in place and the doctor just has to sit by the machine and operate and the machine will locate the organ or whatever that they are going to operate precisely. And so why are we not looking at that aspect and I'm thinking about somebody who's going to lose his job? How about the AI that is going to help maintain somebody's life? Okay, if you had left the life of that person in a doctor in a doctor's hand, he might not get it right. What are some of the concerns people are bringing? You can also promote laziness too because you are looking at a machine that can assist you to do almost everything. We have AI machines that can clean your room, that can wipe your louvers, that can wash your bowls. And so what is your, your job? What is your work? And so you can promote that form of laziness in the system. Um, Felix, will AI advancements shrink the job market? I think AI will create more opportunities. The academic section in schools. Previous days, we used to think there are some smart people and there are some dunderheads people. With the introduction of AI, which is the classroom assistance cameras, it is able to study each child in the class and give analytical information to a teacher to know each child as to the way to address to the child. Because some child are introvert, some are extrovert. Some will learn from a practical base, some will learn from a theoretical base. These are AI that studies people and is able to give accurate reports on them so that a teacher will be able to know 
how to attend to that child, for the child to be perfect. So it is not about making people jobless. Now, you mentioned whether the, the scope of learning should change, which I think we've been using the scope of learning for over 2,000 years now. In Africa, it hasn't changed. If you go to the universities, I can bet you the same books that were used in teaching people in 1998 will still be the same formula being applied. That is the problem with African learning system. We should be able to look at what is trending and be able to change. As a programmer, I use AI a lot. I see Juliet has been itching to respond. What do you want to, re- what do you have to say? Joseph, you were talking of a robot making work easy. So what if the government decides that, just like you were talking of educational, the educational sector, what if they decide, since robots can do this work, we don't need human beings to do it again. You as a doctor, you will have to go home. A nurse will have to sit back home. A teacher will have to sit back home. If I can sit and program a machine that can do work, then I don't need a human being to do it. You are still listening to The 77% with me, Maxwell Souk, in Tamale, not in Ghana. We're looking at the good and bad sides of AI. Before we continue with our discussion, let me take you back to Jane in our studios in Bonn to sample some of your comments on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Diving straight to your comments on our Facebook page uh, where we are asking if artificial intelligence or AI has come to help people work more accurately or to take their jobs. Tosin Abel in Nigeria says some professions will certainly fire their workers if AI gets involved. Fabele Apiti says it's unthinkable. Most people now solely depend on it, especially youngsters. AI has not only come for people's jobs, but for their time and attention too. Another comment is from Moses Mbewe Jr. who says as long as laws aren't made by AI, there is no way humans are going to be replaced. Even when AI is capable of doing a lot of work, there will always be laws that protect the interests of people first. Everything else will just be like video games. Thanks a lot for all those comments. This is The 77%. My name is Jen Nyinge in Bonn, Germany. And before we continue with the discussion in Ghana, let's hear what South Africans think of artificial intelligence. It's okay. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just okay. Because it makes life easier. And then it also makes life difficult. We are already unemployed, so it won't make any difference. I think AI is good for innovation. Like, everything in the future is actually going to be actually, like, more modernized. So I think it's good, but, like, for humanity, uh, again, it's bad because, like, a lot of people are losing jobs because of AI, right? So it's good and it's bad. But overall, it's a good thing because everyone needs innovation. We need to progress as people. To a certain extent, we should have it, but it shouldn't now take over what makes us human. In my department, like accounting, obviously I do research. It is taking part of what accountants usually do. So now it puts me on a bigger pressure whereby I have to make sure that I get certain skills that they can't replace. But yeah, it's a tricky one. A lot of people need to adapt in the especially like in coding, in programming and stuff. Because it's, it's not a thing of like it's going to end, but it keeps on progressing. So we just have to adapt to it. 
The last one says we don't have any options, but we have to adapt to AI. What do you think? Drop your comment on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Let's now go back to Maxwell and Hispano in Ghana for the final stretch of the debate, where the topic is if artificial intelligence is helpful or harmful. And continuing with the discussion, I want to head straight to you, Felix. You are an IT specialist. I want to find out from you, how can governments and industries ensure that young people are not disproportionately affected by AI-related job displacement? Um, in my view, I think we should have the introduction of IT literacy at a very tender age, and um, we should get more people interested through the robotics. I think governments should make sure that our academic system has a policy to ensure that most schools are well equipped with IT equipment so that they can be at right along. We should also, as a country, make it a conscious effort to have the cyber laws well-defined and well-written and implemented and enforced, and also make sure that the young people of today have a better understanding of the IT world. Juliet, what do you think governments can do so that people will not be disproportionately affected by AI? What kind of support or training do you feel people be able to integ effectively integrate into their workplaces? It's the government itself should give training and also retrain other people from outside to be able to understand the AI and how it operates so as we'll be able to match up with it. Joseph, let me come to you. Are there certain skills that young people can develop to become less vulnerable to displacement in terms of jobs? Yeah, there are a lot of skills that uh, young people can develop, especially when we take our STEM education very seriously. What is STEM? Science, technology, engineering, and then mathematics. Yeah, so when we take our STEM education seriously, young people will be able to develop valuable skills in technology. Just like um, everyone is required to just know basic calculations so that you can buy and then take change. Technology has come to stay. Everyone should know something about technology. And so for a young person to survive in this system, you will need to learn about computers. In, uh, computers. You should learn about programming. What do you also think? Mary, let me come to you. Okay, so I think um, awareness yeah, should be created because it's, so if you don't know about it, then you just say anything. But then if you're educating someone about something, they should tell me why I should learn this. Yeah, so I, they should think, I think they should create awareness about it. Let me come to you, Julius, for your last comment. Even though I understand, just like uh, Mary uh, mentioned, that um, awareness, but I still have these fears that uh, is it everybody that will be able to afford this AI we are talking about? That is the question we should ask ourselves. Even though it's good, we are going to get advanced, it's going to make work easy, but can we all afford it? That's where you're going in for employment. So if you can't afford it or the person that wants it will employ you or you don't get a job. So that is where the point is. It is in and it is in to stay with us. So I guess we just have to learn and get to match up with it. We are caught in the web. So we stand up or we fall. Sure. Quite a contextual discussion here. You were listening to Joseph Aswig, a student pursuing MSc in computer technology. Felix Osei-Tutu, a computer programmer. Mary Apasinurum. And Juliet Bonjak, thanks so much to you all for making it for this discussion. 
My name is Maxwell Souk in Tamale, Ghana. Let me now hand you over again to Jane in Bonn, Germany. Thanks a lot, Maxwell and Yopano, for that insightful debate. But is Africa ready to fully embrace AI revolution to help us dig into the future of AI in Africa? I'm now joined by Professor Anish Kuriana from the AI Institute of South Africa at the China University of Technology. Thanks, Prof, for coming through. Now, looking at how African countries are embracing the use of AI in all aspects of life, how big an opportunity is AI for the continent? Well, uh, looking at the potential of artificial intelligence in society, there's a lot of opportunity in various sectors of society uh, and across Africa. I think this is the viewpoint of various sectors, uh, both from industry, government and uh, the academic community. And uh, pretty much in the South African context, this has been the primary objective in setting up this newly established institute, which is driven by the government primarily, uh, and focuses on seeing how, as a country as at large, and I believe this would be also, uh, you know, the story of extending it into uh, the African continent, uh, is to see how technologies like AI can be grasped to advance the course of human development and global interest. There is clearly a lot of excitement about AI, but like any innovation, there is uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly what should we be most concerned about? As with any technologies that have basically become part of society in the last few decades, there always has to be caution when adopting these technologies. And there's always the potential of misuse and potential risks that emanate from the uncontrolled utilization of these technologies. So uh, in general, I think um, we all face with potential risks that are associated with a lot of these technologies. There must be regulation. Talking about what we should be concerned about, there are also concerns globally about biases in AI systems. How important is it for Africa to be involved in development to ensure that technology is more representative and fair? And here I'm talking about the kind of language used in the AI. We can also talk of history, the culture, and many more other things. How important is that? In ensuring that we are able to bring about impact as Africa, as a continent, we need to be able to capacitate our society to be involved in innovation and development in AI and bring about our own contextualization of AI-based solutions that are relevant to the African continent. Uh, For example, (laughs) language-based services. And that can only come about if we empower our society and our developers and our uh, young uh, programmers to be able to bring local context to some of these solutions. That was uh, Professor Anish Korean from the AI Institute of South Africa at the China University of Technology. Many thanks, Prof, for your insights. Now we have to end it here. If you want to listen to the full show again, it's on our website, dw.com forward slash Africa, as well as Spotify. My name is Jen Nyinge here in Bonn, Germany. See you some other time.